Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Guys, but we go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline right now. He is the executive director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. He is Doug Yu. Doug, thank you so much, or Mr. Yu, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Hey, it's good to be on. You call me Oh, there we go. I was about to say, you there? Oh, yeah, I am now, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Looks like we, it's all right. It, looks, it sounded like we cut you off, or we had you cut off for a second there. So once again, uh, Doug, you, the executive director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association uh, on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. I wanted to get to a, a conversation with you today um, regarding some of the things that have been happening this offseason as we head into another year of high school athletics in the state of Ohio this coming fall. Uh, obviously something that was very big in this off season, um, was the referendums that were passed during the, I believe may board meeting specifically 12 of them passing two of them, not one of those being a name image likeness ruling that could have potentially like college athletics, uh, open the door for student athletes to potentially make, uh, certain deals, uh, based off of a ruling of like the NIL. Uh, it did not pass by a considerable margin back in the board meeting. I believe it was 538 to 254. And I remember you stating last month that you weren't as surprised that the legislation didn't pass rather than uh, the margin by which it did not pass. Um, even with the ruling, which is coming off the heels of an NIL thing in college, which is very in its infancy, do you believe that such a legislation could find its way back into a future referendum? And if so, why? I don't know about referendum. Uh, well, I guess I do, uh, you know, either that or from a, a state legislative standpoint. But, but um, yeah, I think at some point uh, it will. I'm not committed to say it will next spring. Uh, and, you know, it didn't surprise me that it failed because, you know, part our process is we're run by our – we're governed by our member schools and the, and the vote of the principals. And so we did go out to six districts and, and meet with our principals and athletic directors and superintendents and – and the feeling, you know, I got was it was just a little bit too early to want to see what, uh, how the college landscape would work out a little bit more. And, and you know, we're talking about a very, very small portion of our athletes uh, to begin with uh, that would even have an opportunity to do this. And so we wanted to, to get out ahead of things, be progressive, try to protect am- amateurism and, and the amateur status of our high school athletics uh, as much as possible. So, you know, that's what we were doing. And, and so, yeah, I don't know if it'll be next year, but, you know, my, my feeling is that somewhere down the road, uh, uh, you know, we might see it again. And, and uh, you know, 
it's really a, it's a different world than it's been before. You know, the social media aspect with with kids and being social influencers and things like that. I think I think that's what that will bring it to the forefront. That's a good point you brought up there. But the uh, social media times that we have where a lot of uh, student athletes, even at such a young age, can potentially market themselves, which could open the door for if such a legislation had passed to potentially uh, kind of create their own markets like with professional athletes and now college athletes are doing. Um, such votings are done by uh, high school administrations, particularly the principals of these schools. Uh, as I mentioned before, the NIL rule in college, very, very young still. Seemingly many more athletes and even uh, programs are, have been very focused on sort of the financial gains they weren't able to get in uh, the past. Um, do you, in your opinion, do you believe that a vote handed to the principals, um, which led to such a wide margin as those who voted no, likely focused on more of the academic side of the uh, situation as well as the amateurism of the student athletes? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I just felt... You know, just listen to our schools. They were a little bit worried about what it meant to, to them and how they would handle this. And, and uh, again, you know, I keep mentioning uh, every time I talk about it is that, hey, let's wait and see what happens at the collegiate level because, you know, we've basically been in this for a year at the collegiate level, and it just seems like it, it just keeps reinventing itself three or four times during the year and, and what it means to, to uh, you know, the college athletes, which – you know, we're seeing a, a very small portion. I, I think I saw where less than one percent have um, have uh, you know significant deal at the college level, and the rest are are just uh, you know mall signings and going to camps and and things like that. Which you know I don't want to say aren't significant because they are if you're a college athlete and you're and you're getting those opportunities. So, but uh, I think that's what I think that's what the 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 feeling is with with the schools in Ohio is let's. Let's just slow down here and, and see what happens at the collegiate level. We're talking with Doug Ute, executive director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Uh, of the 14 referendums uh, I mentioned before, the NIL ruling was not one of them that ended up passing during the May meeting. Uh, another one was the enrollment and attendance bylaw, or an exception to the bylaw, uh, which would have allowed public school students to play a sport at another school in a bordering district if the former school didn't sponsor said team sport. Now, this was uh, a more narrow margin than the NIL ruling, I believe 406 to 393. How did you sort of process the result of that vote compared to the uh, one involving NIL? Well, that one's a little more tricky. Actually, you know, this, you know, just Friday I was talking with a school who, who uh, did not feel that they were going to be able to have a girls basketball team, a little school. You know, I know you're from Strasburg and, you know, that's not a big school, but I know you've got great athletics there and, and that, but you, you know, the small school world. And, and, and so, uh, you know, this, this group, uh, this school did not feel as coaches worried that he's not gonna have enough girls to come out for his team this year. And is there a way for those girls to play at another school? And there's not, uh, that way, but if they went to a private school, uh, they could. And so, you know, if a private school can do it, should a public school be able to do it? And, and, uh, you know, I think, I think some of the things I heard about that that was that was a that was a very close. I think it went down maybe by 13 votes. You know, when you're talking about 800 and some votes cast, uh, that's that's pretty tight. And and so uh, you know, there's there's a feel out there that maybe that should happen. And and so we'll be talking to our member schools about that. And I think the fear with that is people felt like, you know, if I only have uh, you know 
four basketball players, should I go out and, and try to talk four more girls into playing or, or do I just go to a neighboring school and, and we don't encourage kids to play and they could just leave that, you know, leave that school system that way. So, so there's, there's some to this, but again, it's all about the kids and giving them opportunities. And, and we have a number of a small districts around Ohio that, you know, they can't, they don't have enough kids to uh, field football is, is, a, is a big one. I think that, that people talk to us about that. So I think that'll, that might be coming back up at some point in the very near future. And, and maybe if we've got to tweak it or something, uh, you know, so that we, we don't allow powerhouses and, you know, those type of things to happen, but all kids should have an opportunity to participate in the sport. Director, this past campaign, uh, particularly the winter and the spring seasons, more later in the winter and then into the spring, they've kind of been the closest we've uh, seen to a return to the normal procedures prior to the COVID, uh, the COVID pandemic. How do you think Ohio high schools and uh, sites for uh, tournament games have been performing in attendance compared to the uh, pre-pandemic uh, seasons, say from like 2017 well, we to 20... Actually, this fall, our, our attendance numbers in the fall were, were uh, back to where they were in 2012, and we've had a steady decrease since 2003. And, and so that was the first time that, that we turned, and, and you know, we had been losing about 5% of our fans a year since uh, 2003. So when you jump back to 2012, uh, you hope it's that people understand the value of supporting our kids and, and uh, their programs and their schools or, or do people just miss it? And then, yeah, we had a pretty good winter and I think we had a pretty good spring. The final numbers aren't in yet, but, but uh, I, I do think there's a lot of things with the pandemic that I would tell you that our, uh, you know, if you go back a year to our kids, you know, we have 26 sports and we did 26 state tournaments uh, uh, during the pandemic year. And, and then again, uh, did that again this year. Um, and so when you look at it, that falls back on our member schools and the success they had, you know, your father's an athletic director, right. uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the life of that and the, the pressures of doing that without a pandemic and then hmm. to be able to do that during a pandemic and run events at, at, um, at their schools and things like that. I, I think our, and just in general, I think Ohio educationally just knocked it out of the park during the pandemic, uh, for, for when I talked to other states and. You know, let's give a state like Maryland that didn't even play a sport that year. Didn't play a sport. And so how fortunate we are in Ohio to, to be able to do that. And so, you know, we're, we're uh, got a lot of positive momentum rolling with our sports here in Ohio. And we're, and we're going to uh, keep that moving forward. And I think uh, I'm very proud of our member schools and very thankful to Governor DeWine and Lieutenant Governor Houston and, and the uh, Ohio Department of Health for their support during these last two years. Because without their support, uh, our kids don't get those opportunities. So, so I think, uh, you know, not only, not only our schools, but our communities, our parents, uh, those kind of, those, those, those groups there, you know, have, have just been very supportive of our high school kids and they should be because that's a big part of the community. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, back in, uh, sorry, the, it's good to see a lot more attendance being brought back to the OHSA athletics. And now you have, uh, back in June, it was ruled that there's going to be two new state-sanctioned sports in uh, girls' wrestling and boys' volleyball. Uh, how did such a referendum to sanction the two sports come to be, and what do you hope the sports will provide to not just the association but also to uh, its respective uh, student-athletes? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, we, it's not, we didn't come about as a referendum. That's just from our office working. Okay. Basically, we work with the coaches' associations to say, hey, we'll add this 
uh, you know, as a sport and, and support it and help the numbers grow. And you talk about girls wrestling, uh, no, the pandemic did not even slow those numbers down one bit. And, you know, it wasn't too long ago. They only had 200 uh, female wrestlers in Ohio. And I, I believe last year we were about 850, getting close to on 900. And, and when you just talk about, because we didn't have boys wrestling, we just had wrestling and girls participated with boys in that wrestling program. And, and, but they held their state tournament separately. The coaches association did that. And I tell people all the time. So that young young athlete, that young female athlete stepped in and did exactly what that young male athlete did at their school, but participated in the girls' state tournament. So as a state champion, I, I might not get recognized by my school the way uh, that young man did uh, in there. And that's not fair to our, our young ladies. And so, you know, we're all about getting behind this and, and seeing if we can uh, help that grow and give our, our female athletes that same opportunity that our male athletes have. So from the wrestling standpoint, and then, and then volleyball, you know, that, that association has been working with our organization for five plus years to try to become a, a, a sanctioned sport. And, and, you know, we have to jump in the, the shallow end to get to the deep end. And so we're in the shallow end with both these sports, but, but I think, uh, you know, with, with our, our, our boys volleyball here in Ohio, uh, we've got to have some help outside the school. In other words, we've, we've got to have some help at the at the lower levels on non-school teams to, to get young men uh, interested in, in volleyball and that elementary, middle school age so that those high school programs grow. But but I think we can do that and, and um, excited about where those two sports are going to go. Doug Ute, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association here with us uh, Director, one final question. Uh, an issue that I've kind of been very curious about uh, recently is officiating at the high school level. Now, having experience in uh, this field myself, actually, I've been a little bit aware of some uh, uh, dry spells in officiating. I mean, we, there was a drop uh, around 7.8% in baseball over uh, the last year, I believe, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you have stated before that the issue is being more of a nationwide uh, situation rather than just in the state, and that's something I actually do with, agree with. Uh, is there a role that the OHSAA could, a role rather that the OHSAA could definitively take in addressing such a matter? And if so, what can they do? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a big role for us, and in, in, in terms of number one, we've got to work with our officials associations right now in Ohio to see how they can help recruit and retain uh, officials and. And uh, and we're doing that and, and listening to them about, you know, why they I think the pandemic, there were there were just so many officials that were, at, you know, average age of officials was, you know, I think over 55 years of age. And and I just said, hey, I'm going to take it. Now's the time for me to get out. Uh, and that's one area we're doing is working with our local officials association. Uh, the second being, you know, we have to do an education plan out to our, our coaches, our communities and and fans about respecting these these folks that are that are doing that, spending their time, you know, working with uh, the young kids because without them, you know, we don't have these contests and and uh, they're not perfect, but neither are our coaches or neither am I or anybody, and so we we have to learn uh, how to be respectful towards our officials here in the state and and uh, know that they're just doing a job and uh, and and uh, you know they they're. There's no favoritism. There's no bias towards anything, and they're just calling it as they see it and and uh, out there working. They're a big part of the game that that they don't want noticed that. And so you know, it's it's all about sportsmanship and 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 treating our officials with respect. And 
Then a third area that we're we're really gaining gaining some ground on. As a matter of fact, I step out and tell you, I think we may be a leading state with this, but but here in the country is that we're working with a, a company called Ref Prep uh, out in schools, and we're in seventy plus schools right now, and and doing online uh, uh, referee uh, preparation and and working with the local associations to help these uh, students and. And working with the Department of Education to get a phys ed credit for these classes, and and um, uh, also workforce development credit uh, because it's it's immediate employability for for these kids. And so, you know, we're working with these groups and doing these things and and trying to grow our officials, and not just the, not just at the uh, adult age, but our, our students in high school because uh, you know they they can get out and do, and do some games and and uh, you know I, I know uh, Cleveland. Up in, up in your area, Cleveland Public Schools are involved in this. Um, Toledo is getting involved in it. Uh, Cincinnati. And so a lot of large school districts uh, in Ohio are, are doing that and not just limiting to our students, but also their community. Because, you know, right now, if I work on Tuesday nights and the volleyball class is, is offered on Tuesday night and I can't go, then I can't become an official. But, you know, from a school perspective, if you think, well, if I can take American history online, why can't I take uh, a course like uh, um, referee in football or basketball online, and so so we're really working hard at those three areas there. And I think we're we're making some uh, you know we're we're making some movement on that. And, and but we we really need to to uh, concentrate on that and 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 help that uh, help help grow officials across Ohio. Fair enough, Director. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to join me today. I wish you a uh, happy Fourth of July and the best of luck uh, this coming high school athletic season. Well, thanks for having me, and, and happy 4th of July to you and, and all your listeners, and I appreciate uh, uh, being able to be on your show today. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Auto Parts. <laughs>